0: I'm Lisa Stone. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Parenting Aces. Welcome to this week's Parenting Aces podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Stone. And as you all know, I am out at the NCAA Division I. Tennis championships at the University of Georgia in Athens, and I have just had a blast this week being out here watching these amazing student-athletes leave it all out on the court, match after match, day after day. The heat has been crazy, we've had rain delays, we've had all sorts of stuff going on, but somehow these kids managed to get their heads right and get on the court and just keep battling, and it's just so impressive. It's been so much fun for me to be out here, not only because I love the tennis, but also because I've made so many friends in college tennis over the past few years doing Parenting Aces. And so I get to see some of my buddies, some of the coaches, players, the parents, the industry folks that are out here. And every time I do an event like this, I learn new things and get exposed to new things. So I'm just having a blast. But um, so on this week's podcast, I had the opportunity to interview Josh Graves, who works for Playsight. And I think y'all are going to enjoy Josh's update on what's happening at Playsight and how it's being used in college tennis and even in junior tennis. So I hope you enjoy this week's podcast with Josh Graves. I will be quiet now and let you listen in. Enjoy it. Good morning and welcome to the Parenting Aces podcast. I am coming at you live from Athens, Georgia at the NCAA Championships, and I'm here with Josh Graves from Playsight. Josh, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. So first things first, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of your background in tennis and how you got to where you are today with Playsight?
1: Yeah, so I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, training out of there, um, and it was always tough getting indoor courts. Finding practice partners, kind of the normal story for a Midwest, Midwestern or East Coast player. Um, during high school, I went down to Saddlebrook uh, Tennis Academy for a couple of semesters, my sophomore and senior year, to try to get some additional training in. It really helped my game. Um, and then I was recruited by Northwestern. I went there um, and played on the team there. And uh, played a little bit after school, and then went into the business world. It shifted kind of my goals and, and gear, uh, gears, and um, pl- uh, worked at eBay for a little bit. And then was happened to be uh, a practice partner for a lesson in New York City on the first PlaySite Smart Court that was installed in the United States, and saw the technology, loved it, and uh, and shifted gears to play to go work at PlaySite.
0: What was your college degree in from Northwestern?
1: It was in economics.
0: Okay. And so, I mean, when you went to college, was the plan to stay out on the tour for a while or was it to make your way into the business world?
1: Yeah, it's funny, because when I was at Saddlebrook, I, uh, I was looking at the players there and the grind, the grinding lifestyle that basically professional tennis is. And I decided, you know, this might not be for me, and I'm going to try to be the best I can be and play college tennis, but not really do anything after. And then I went to college, and I had a couple of great coaches. Arvid Swan was, was the head coach, and Chris Drake was my assistant coach, who's now the, the head coach at Dartmouth. And they really helped me develop um, my freshman and sophomore year um, freshman year, I was playing great, and they kind of sat me down and said, hey, you should you should think about playing after school. And that's kind of when my mindset changed. And I, the rest of college, I planned on playing professionally. Um, had to deal with a pretty bad back injury for the last couple years of college, and that kind of prevented me from from playing more. So I only played for a few months after school.
0: Got it. So when you were making that transition from tennis to the business world, how did you draw on your experiences in your tennis life to help you with the interview process with you know talking to people networking and trying to figure out where you wanted to land professionally?
1: Yeah, it's not it's not the easiest transition we, when you when you've been only thinking about tennis. Your whole life, um, and that's pretty much where I was at. I never did an internship, uh, and never really gave it any thought, just because I was so focused on tennis. Right. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people are at when they're done with the tennis careers. And uh, but I tried to just use the same concentration, focus that I that I'd use in tennis, the same goal setting um, with with business. And so I started doing research. I thought about what I wanted to do, the normal the normal stuff anyone would do. Um, I. I went to New York to, to look for, for jobs, to be there and interview, and I just tried a few things out, interviewed at a few different places, and then finally landed on something that looked good and would give me some broad business experience. I wasn't really set on uh, needing to find the perfect job right off the bat. Luckily, I th- feel like I found it pretty early on. This is a great job. I love it, um, being at PlaySite, but uh, the first job was more about getting some broad business experience.
0: What does your role at Playsight look like on a day-to-day basis?
1: The role, well, it's part of being a startup company. It's been a lot of fun because I've done a bunch of different things. And so was, I have my hands in product development, in QA, in client service, and then in sales is my primary um, role. So on a day-to-day basis, I'm definitely focused on sales. Um, but Playsight's given me the opportunity to experience a lot of different things. So kind of continuing that you know, broad business experience concept.
0: That's awesome. So the first time I ever heard of PlaySight or got to see it was actually here in Athens at University of Georgia during the NCAA Championships in 2014 and um I met some people and they said oh you should come check this out it's kind of cool and they gave me kind of the rundown and i remember being in the indoor courts and looking at this kiosk and dave fish from harvard was in there and uh you know taking a look at it as well play sites come a long way since 2014 how many schools are y'all in now, and how has the product changed and grown so that it's becoming more of a, you know, an accessible product for people?
1: Yeah, so it's changed a lot since 2014 when you when you saw it here. That actually was the first college installation. We did it right before the NCAA tournament. Um, now, a few years later, we're working with about 40 schools um, across all three divisions and we're really proud of of what we've done with college tennis and our partnership with the ITA um, and hopefully what it will do for the visibility of college tennis. And part of what we've done um, with the product development since then is develop additional products that maybe are more affordable. Uh, for the mass, the masses um, and that also kind of touch on all the needs of, of college tennis um, coming from the basic need of recording video and live streaming video. Um, we have a product that is it's called the Live uh, Court, does just that, streams and records video. Well, there's other smart uh, features when uh, when the video is uploaded online, but that's kind of our basic uh, our basic system, which is on 16 of the courts here uh, at Georgia, and then we have a, a one step up. It's called the Smart Court Play system. Um, also gives additional features I can get into maybe later, um, and then the pro system is what you saw the the kiosk, uh, all the analytics and stats, and um, tons of other tools that are meant to be coaching tools and player development tools.
0: Of the 32 teams that are here for the Sweet 16 piece of this tournament, uh, 16 women's teams, 16 men's teams, how many of those schools actually have some sort of play site technology on their campus?
1: Uh, Out of these uh, schools at at the NCAA tournament, 20 out of the 32 men's and women's teams have play site. Um, And I think it's on the men's side, I know it's 10 out of 16 um and uh ranked in the top 50 we were working with 19 of the top uh, 50 men's teams and 21 of the top 50 women's teams and hopefully expanding that over the summer as we look ahead to next season
0: one of the things that i've kind of been ranting about this year is the widening gap between the haves and the have-nots in college tennis and you know it seems as though um The Power Five schools really are kind of pulling away from the rest of the college teams. And it's a concern. You know, as a parent, it's a concern because, of course, not all of our children can play in a Power Five school. They're not good enough. They don't have the grades. Um, They don't have the opportunity, whatever. Uh, Maybe not the desire to play at that level. So I'm curious how PlaySight sees itself kind of helping out with that. And, you know, one of my big pet peeves is that their schools. In Division One, that don't have scoreboards on campus. I mean, it's just mind-boggling to me that you know some of the schools have y'all's amazing technology, and then other schools don't even have a scoreboard. So, I, right. I'm curious how y'all are looking at that, and kind of where you see your role, and maybe helping some of these other programs catch up, uh, you know, in terms of technology.
1: Yeah. So. We view college tennis as one of the best products out there in terms of sports. Um, college tennis is the most exciting, I would say. We, you know it from seeing a lot of a lot of the dual matches. Just watching the, the Georgia UNC point there for doubles, so exciting. Um, crowd's going crazy. The players are more emotional than I think in any other sport. So our goal is to try to increase the visibility of the great product that is college tennis, and hopefully through that, it'll help athletic departments, you know, put more money toward tennis, um, and kind of come back around. But, uh, if we can get our, at least the live system installed on a lot of courts, um, then the live streaming will be out there. People will be able to tune into the matches. Um, and, but we, but we're aware that a lot of schools are just dealing with trying to get new lighting or, you know, resurfacing the courts and the budgets are limited. So, we're just hopeful that over time, you know, with, with the increased visibility, that that'll change.
0: So your role is primarily sales. When you go talk to a school that, let's say, you know, is, is behind the times in terms of their technology, how do you sell an athletic department on putting money into a tennis program where, let's face it, tennis is a non-revenue sport? So, you know, how do, how do you help them justify those expenditures?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's about player development. It's about helping the coaches be, be the best coaches they can be. Um, and I think if you look if you look at it from that perspective, it's kind of a no-brainer. The, the, the products and the tools that we offer are definitely huge for player development. Um, a lot of players that, you know, I personally barely ever saw myself play on tape um, in college and in and, and the juniors. And so that alone is a huge tool um that all three of the products give and i think athletic departments realize that and if they're investing in improving their programs then that this is a logical thing to invest in
0: that makes a lot of sense how do the coaches use the data that they gather from play to improve their players
1: so uh, we've seen a lot of different ways one of the th- one of the uh, great features is real time drills, so actually not even t- gathering data after the practice, but during uh, the practice in real time setting up a drill to track the ball to to go into a certain target zone and have a certain shot hit so we could say let's see let's hit uh, first to thirty balls cross court into this sp- specific target zone, and the play site system will track. Uh, whether the ball is going into that zone or not and whether you hit the right shot. So if if I hit a forehand inside out, I don't get the point. But if I hit a backhand cross court, I get the point. Um, And we're actually adding additional features like you have to hit that backhand cross court into the target zone, but you also have to get above this speed and this height over the net. So... One thing we've seen college coaches talk about is uh, increasing the competitiveness of drills and in, in, in practice, um, increasing the kind of concentration and the accountability of players for their performance during practice. You can see if someone's dogging it in practice based on kind of what their their standard is. You know, eighty percent of balls in the target zone when they do this. This was fifty percent, maybe. You know, so you can see those kinds of of uh, data, those kinds of stats, um, and help. You know, keep the players focused through that. And then after matches, um, I think one of the best features is our ability to filter down the video for specific events. So the system automatically tags um, every single shot <laughs> that's hit in a match. Um, and what that allows the coaches to do after is to filter the video down for, let's say, all your first serves down the tee or all of your backhands that went into the net. Um, <clears throat> the ability to do that quickly with the video um <clears throat> I think allows coaches to be more efficient and, and uh for the players to to uh to get that video as well.
0: Absolutely. One of the things that I had the opportunity to watch this year was using play in a new way um, y'all put on a college match and called it Playfair it was held on the USC campus and um, I got to be out there for a day it was pretty cool and I did a piece on that after the event and you know I had interviewed some of the players and some of the coaches and overall everybody just absolutely loved it can you explain the kind of concept of Playfair and what made y'all decide to come up with this and how you see it? kind of evolving as we go forward
1: yeah the play fair is one of the most exciting things i think we're working on um we're hoping that the video challenge system that's part of the play site the play system and the pro system that could be implemented in college dual matches what that means is perhaps both players would get two challenges per set um they can call it any time the umpire will then take a look at the video review uh, and either stick with the call, overrule it, or maybe it's inconclusive, and then the player keeps the challenge. Um, we compare it to like the Mac cam, if you remember that at the US Open, they used to have the slow motion frame by frame of the ball. Um, we think that's the best way to tell if a ball is in or out, to actually look at the, the video footage. Um, and uh, you're able to zoom in, go slow motion, go in frame by frame, and really see where the ball bounced. And that's what you see: basketball referees and in the NFL, they go to the video review. Um, and we think this could be great for college tennis. Of course, we all know that there's some close calls in college tennis, and there's a lot of emotions. Uh, you know, your eyes see what they want to see, and um, you know this would just allow the players to play more freely. That's some of the feedback we got at that Playfair uh, right. tournament at USC. It allowed the players to just play freely without worrying about anything. Um, it becomes more fun for the players and it's actually a great experience for the fans as well because you got the slow clap going as they go to the the challenge right. and it's <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Get, it's just really exciting
0: it is it, yeah and I I heard the same thing from from the players and the coaches I mean the coaches felt like they didn't have to you know be so worried about watching where every ball hit that you know they kind of had this this backup system in place you know if if they felt like either their player made a bad call or their opponent made a bad call there was something there to back it up
1: exactly exactly i remember playing and it just takes up mental space when you're having to worry about <laughs> yeah. line calls and then what what happens if i make a, a call that's close and then people are questioning it and the crowd gets on me and this just makes that whole t- takes that whole thing away and uh, i think it's better for the coaches the players the umpires like it as well um so i think it's good all around
0: where do you see it kind of going next i mean do you see it rolling out you know pretty widely among college tennis matches or is it still kind of in its beta
1: phase i definitely see it rolling out next year um we've done the pilots we've seen that it works great um that everyone loves it meaning everyone being all kind of three important parties in this the umpires the coaches the players um i guess the fans could be a fourth so we've seen that it works we've actually done it with the usta as well in junior tournaments and it's been great and the feedback's been great um so next year we're hoping that we can formalize this and call it play fair dual matches and um we'll definitely keep trying to install more systems that the will play the smart core play was developed specifically for this purpose it's two cameras that give you video review from both angles you can always uh, install additional cameras um, but it's you know at a lower price point than the pro system, so hopefully tons of colleges can can get that on their six courts and and have the challenge system ready to go.
0: Just to give listeners an idea, you say a lower price point. Can you give us some hard numbers? What does it cost for a school to install the various types of play site offerings?
1: Yeah, I mean there's there's a lot of variation in packages. Um so it really depends, but we we uh we sign 3-year full service agreements. Um the cost covers everything from equipment and the installation to also unlimited live streaming, which I think is a big a big feature a lot of other yes. systems, you know, you can't just stream as much as you want. You have right. to pay per Per viewer and per stream and this is unlimited live streaming software upgrades and maintenance and support it's all included the price varies a lot um, from the live system up to the pro system um, but <clears throat> yeah we can install one live and and five pros or you know two and four so we, we put together different packages depending on what the school has in the budget and we like to think that at the least the six lives um can fit in any in any program's uh, budget
0: okay so you're not gonna give me hard numbers.
1: <laughs> well, it's 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 tough to give hard numbers just because the the cost uh, varies, you know, depending on on what the products are, how many cameras you have, and sure. and everything.
0: You know, another one of the things that I keep saying is that these college programs need to get out and find sponsors to help them bring technology like this into their program, and that it would pay for itself, you know, pretty quickly. I think. Um, are y'all? I know you're working with the ITA. Um, is this maybe something y'all will help schools with, too, in terms of, you know, how do, how do we finance this? Yeah. You know, we, we're, we you know, a mid-major D1 school that, like I said, doesn't even have an electronic scoreboard, you know, right. why would you think we right. can afford this?
1: Yeah, great question. I mean, we're, we're looking at different ways to try to get creative and help out and, we're keen on doing that especially in this upcoming year to really try to get this to every program d1 d2 d3 there's there's tons of programs out there they all they all need streaming and and video recording at the least um coaches want it so it's really comes down to whether they can afford it or not and we hate to see uh, a program that wants this and feels like they need it and they can't do it because of the cost so we're we're definitely thinking about different ways to, to make that happen and um you know, potentially sponsorships uh, of the system. Um, there's, There's several different ways we're thinking about, but hopefully that'll happen soon.
0: That's great. I know, like, Oracle has really tried to become a big presence in college tennis, and, you know, they're trying to get creative with how they can help promote the sport and help finance different things. Um, I would love to see them get involved with you guys. I know you would too.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, a, an amazing brand like Oracle. And um, to represent, you know, the college tennis and to, to work with them would be really amazing. Or, uh, you know, other brands that are out there that, that want to help college tennis. Um, I think this Playfair initiative, I think it's a great thing to be a part of. You know, you're, you're changing college tennis in a huge way by, by trying to curb bad by bad, bad line calls um, and uh, and then the, the visibility aspects i think those are the two major things that uh, you know someone like oracle would come in and <clears throat> potentially help uh, just totally change the visibility of college tennis and make it a lot more fun for the players and and everyone involved with the with the play fair
0: yeah i think that'd be great let's switch gears for a minute and talk about playsites application in junior tennis because I, I've done so many articles on cheating in junior tennis, and I that's, I guess, probably one of the most common questions I get um, through Parenting Aces is, you know, how do I help my kid deal with the cheaters out there, and does it get better? And the answer is, you know, mm, it doesn't really get better. I mean, it still exists at the college tennis level. But how can we help these kids do a better job of line calling in the juniors and how could play site kind of feed into that process
1: yeah so it's funny one of the effects we've seen at the playfair tournament is that it actually deters the the bad line sure. calling so it's sure. it's you almost wind up using the challenge system minimally because they're already making good calls Nobody um, wants to
0: get called out on video on the big screen in front of the home crowd. So. Exactly, <laughs> yeah.
1: exactly. Nobody wants that. And and if that does happen, and they they see that they were overruled, you know, that's a learning experience. And then I think that's a process, you're, like anything else. You're looking at your forehand cross court on video, and you're learning from that. Well, you see that you you saw the ball wrong, and you learn your kind of your eyes learn to see the ball the right way where it actually landed <laughs> by going over to the video so yeah. I think that's that's a big part of it
0: yeah so at the junior level same thing
1: yeah junior level same thing um I think especially at the junior level that's when you're learning a lot trying to trying to figure out your game and same thing with with line calls and um catching that from an early age because it's a habit that you can develop if you start making bad line calls when you're 11 12 might might stick with you just as a habit Mm -hmm. um but if you can kind of see that you're making a bad call then and kind of get you know get called out on it in a way you know that i think that'll change you permanently and your habits change and and you start making good calls
0: so you mentioned that you guys did a Playfair tournament uh at the junior level through usta what's on tap with that moving forward
1: yeah we're uh we're hoping that that'll get formalized soon um the hope is that you'll go on the USTA website and you'll be able to see this is a PlayFair tournament. This this isn't. Um, <clears throat> and any player that plays in that tournament will have the challenge system. Will also get the video of their the, the, of their matches. Um, so it's a That's big good. value. Yeah, huge value add for the players in it. Um, the tournament directors I think would love it. Um, and so we're we're hoping for the go ahead with it. uh, But we've already done a couple of sanctioned USTA tournaments. It's gone great. And the next step is just formalizing that with USTA.
0: So that would entail also having PlaySite installed at a lot more facilities around the country and potentially around the world if the ITF buys in, too. Um, So, again, going back to your role in sales how do you pitch this to a local club um you know or a a public parks facility Um, because a lot of the junior tournaments utilize the public parks utilize local clubs utilize high schools um you know what what's the the carrot for them um to spend the money to install this system
1: yeah, so there's a lot of different, I think, levels to it. You have the live streaming, which is a, a core component. So any tournament you can live stream now, if you install this. Um, it acts as a as a, a revenue generator, um, especially for tournaments, I'd say. Um, but then, of course, as a player development tool, and co- coaches will be better. Um, <clears throat> so the coaches can use it during lessons. Players get to get the video of their matches. Um, you can live stream tournaments. Uh, there's a lot of different elements to it but the play fair initiative is definitely one of the things we'll talk about with with club owners um that are thinking about whether or not to install this that they can promote that they have this not just for usda tournaments but also their leagues um their their uh, challenge challenge ladder matches
0: are you saying that cheating happens even in adult league tennis
1: Actually I I didn't I didn't think that it did but now that I've been working uh here for a while I've I've talked to some people at clubs and I realize that is that is around even uh at USTA leagues.
0: Yeah, a little bit. A <laughs> little bit. Um things can get testy out there sometimes.
1: Yeah, that's well, it's emotions are high whether it's playing for the NCAA title here or it's you know, it when you're out on the tennis court it's it's, it's, it's competitive
0: <laughs> For sure, for sure So what else is on tap for Playsight? I mean, are y'all looking to expand to professional events? Um, like I mentioned before, the ITF circuit Is that something on y'all's radar? The USTA Pro circuit events And with the ITF announcing this new Kind of entry-level professional circuit that's going to happen what Could PlaySight you know, could y'all play a role there?
1: Yeah, I think with uh, what we're doing with college tennis can kind of be brought to other markets and and like professional tennis, uh, USTA tournament centers, um, kind of the same thing we're doing with college tennis, we can replicate it. Um, That would be our goal, to to try to get this out there as much as we can. Um, At the least, the video recording and live streaming, Um, hopefully the, the full package, which is as you saw in, here a few years ago, it's just an incredible tool, the pro system. Um, and we're working, at, we have Indian Wells, a couple courts there, um, going to hopefully expand that this year and as kind of a model for other tournament sites uh, on, the, on the professional tennis level. And um, we're also going to other sports as well. So that's that's been a big uh, focus for PlaySite, going into basketball and soccer and and swimming even, uh, you know, underwater. So um, we're really excited about that and bringing the coaching tool to other sports and, and seeing how that goes. You're not gonna ditch tennis though, right? No, definitely not. No, this is our flagship. Um, we've been t- a tennis company since 2010 when it was started. Uh, that's been the focus and we're still gonna be developing the, the features, more adding new stuff, um, and we're really excited about where we're going with, with tennis that's
0: cool so there are a lot of companies popping up here and there and I've had a few of their founders or creators um, on this podcast that are doing some high tech things in tennis whether it's video analysis or whether it's wearable technology Um, you know I think tennis is finally starting to understand that it needs to get with the program uh, in terms of technology can you give us a little bit of background? I had Gordon Euling on this podcast when the company first started, so that was a while back, and I haven't uh, had him back on, but maybe you can share with the listeners kind of what the impetus was behind the creation of PlaySite and, you know, how kind of the mission statement of the company developed and has maybe morphed a little bit as the company has grown.
1: Yeah, well, I think the founders saw that at the top levels of, of tennis, the professional level, that the players had access to video and analytics uh, and tools that the mass market didn't have. Um, so the goal was developing a system that could be brought to the mass market, to the junior tennis players, to the competitive adult player who is really trying to get better at, at, at tennis and uh, make it more fun for everyone, too. Um And so that was really the goal, to get it to the mass market, to clubs, to academies, not just to the U.S. Open and Wimbledon. Um, And uh, it's interesting, with with basketball, it's happened to almost go the other way. We've started working with the Warriors and the Suns and UNC's basketball team, and now we're seeing the academies and clubs Mm -hmm. kind of become aware of it. Um, But that wasn't even the intention with basketball either. Our goal has always been to really bring it to the mass market, and to connect athletes globally so the amazing thing about about the platform the website and the app is once your the video is uploaded there you can share it with a coach or a player that's in china or australia and um, it's with a click of a button and so our goal eventually once we have this installed on a lot of courts is then to connect people um, digitally uh, through through the smart courts
0: got it Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the whole idea of, um, from the parent's side, you know, we spend a lot of money on our kids' junior development, and not everyone can afford to pay for a coach to travel to tournaments with their kids. So if your child's playing on a smart court, um, to be able to share that match video immediately with the coach before the next round, I mean, wow.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, even at at Indian Wells, um, with the professionals, playing there uh, we, we had a couple requests for uh, to turn the streaming on and, and have someone watch remotely um, we hear that a lot and just to be able to watch in, in real time as a coach remotely or just have the video in your personal account after the end of the match um, and review it and maybe even clip up a, a, a little annotated video um, send it back to the player and then they'll have a video and the voice of their coach um you know right there in their pocket and uh, it's pretty pretty cool
0: yeah that's huge yeah i actually um my son's team played on play site enabled courts um a couple times this year and that's you know I, when i wasn't able to travel to the matches i got to watch via play site it was a real treat to get to do that
1: oh totally yeah yeah it's 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 cool um and I didn't have that. I used to travel in juniors. My dad. I would call my dad after the matches, tell him how it went, but I wasn't able to actually show him the video. And I feel like he would have had a lot of, my dad was one of my coaches growing okay. up, um, my main coach, I would say. Um, and uh, he would Are have had a lot. Are you all still friends? Oh, yeah. Okay,
0: <laughs> just checking. Definitely.
1: And we still hit. We uh, still get awesome. out there. He's still hitting a good ball. Um, but uh, he would have had a lot of good insights that I, I didn't get otherwise, um, because right. he didn't see the matches, so sure, but for the most part, my dad was traveling with me, so I gotta gotta say that here too. Yeah
0: no, that's good, that's good. So for the parents again listening to this, um, let's say you know, their child is training at club A or public Park B. How can the parents help you? Get these club owners or the public park commissions to bring PlaySite to their facilities. What can we do as parents to facilitate that?
1: Yeah, I think it's really going to the to the owner and or the tennis director and saying, "Hey, this would be an amazing tool. I think we should we should take a look at this. Uh, have a have a call with the PlaySite people. Um, you know, once once that introduction is made, it you know we can try to do the rest. Um, you know, tell them about the different products, see if there's a, a fit. Um, but, uh, yeah, an introduction to, to tennis directors or owners of the club would be a huge, huge help from parents that want to get this, uh, player development tool in their clubs.
0: Yeah. And, and so once a club calls you or a facility calls you, you come out and you demo, how does that work?
1: Yeah, we can do demos remotely. Um, we we you know, talk to them, go through the different products, um, explain what the different options are, see what their needs are, and uh, try to find a, the the perfect package for them. Whether it's you know only the court Pro on all the courts, or it's a combination of the different products. That's part of the reason we developed several different products, not only for the college tennis uh, market, but also the clubs um, that might maybe have different needs. Um, depending on if they're more of a tournament center or if they're more focused on you know, their lessons as, as their revenue generator. So we have different options, and that's the conversation we'd have with club owners.
0: Okay. So circling back to the NCAA championships, since that's where we are right now, um, I published an article before the championships started about the fact that you guys were going to be broadcasting or live streaming from here. And um I, I have to caveat, I didn't write the article. Um, PlaySite provided me with the article, so thank you all very much for that. Um, I love it when somebody does the writing for me. (laughs) But um, can you can you kind of go through the process of establishing that relationship with, I don't know if you had to go through the ITA, through the NCAA, both um, to get to the point where y'all are providing the streaming for all of these matches. I mean, it's incredible. And, you know, to my listeners that haven't tuned in the, so this is podcast is airing on Tuesday, which is the day of the, the team final, but the individual tournament starts on Wednesday, so there's a lot more tennis to come. Just talk about how that whole process happened for you guys. And, you know, this is a first, I, right?
1: Yeah, well, so it started back in 2014. We installed that first court here at Georgia, and we just tried to get the word out. Um, we started off, nobody knew who we were but we did know that a lot of schools needed live streaming um, at, at, at a minimum, and a lot of schools were looking for other coaching tools. Um, so we just tried to get the word out, and uh, we showed up at a lot of events. We knew some of the coaches already. Um, you know, I, I had played at Northwestern. I knew some of the coaches, so that was a huge help to to kind of get a foot in the door, I guess. Um, and we were excited. The first year, we the first couple clients was uh, Princeton and Virginia Tech, and uh billy paid and jim thompson such nice guys um and was just a blast working with them right off the bat and uh we kind of went from there and uh, cal was another one of the first uh, peter Wright, mm-hmm. another awesome guy who's been a huge supporter of Playsight from the beginning um and i think working with a few of those those great guys uh from the start was really a, a big help to us uh and manny of course here being the first um and uh just taking it from there but in general the process is direct with the the coach the coach uh generally introduces us to the athletic department um who we then correspond with and we talk through the the facility requirements and the cost and um hopefully you know set up the installation but um in terms of the NCAA tournament, we worked with we work with Baylor. Um, so a couple of years ago, that was streamed by us. Okay. Unfortunately, we missed out on Tulsa last year. That was not our our live streaming. Um, and then this year, we, we work with Georgia, and uh, so they were able to tap into to the system to stream the NCAA tournament. Here.
0: So it was your. The fact that y'all are live streaming this has to do everything with the fact that you're already here at UGA. You didn't have to deal with NCAA or the ITA to make that happen.
1: Yeah, exactly. Once once it's installed, it's the relationship between the, the site and the you know, the NCAA or ITA. Um, you know, we're providing the the system and the equipment and the technology and then it's it's the client's choice, so you know, what they want to do with it.
0: Got it. And so I know y'all have installed smart courts at the new USTA facility in Lake Nona. Can you talk a little bit about that and um, how they're using those courts? I know they've used them for the college match days this year. Um, what What are the conversations looking like in terms of future use?
1: Yeah, first of all, have you seen the the facility? I haven't been there. I've seen pictures. It's just amazing. I was so impressed. I mean, uh, I had the chance to go down there for for a day, uh, you know, just a a quick flight over and walk through the campus. It's really incredible. Um, And I wish. As a junior, I had that to go train at, um, but uh, we installed, um, I think it was 28 smart court Pro systems there and all the rest uh, of the normally sized courts with the live system. Mm-hmm. Um, so the USTA has the video recording, the streaming, and they have the, the analytics on a lot of the courts. Um, and we just couldn't be more excited. And like college tennis, we're learning from uh, the USTA's needs. So we'll get feedback from the college coaches and hear, okay, I want, we would love to see this feature or this tweak to the drill. And then we go back to the product team and, and they work on developing a new feature. And I think that's been something really exciting with the USTA is they have so many ideas on what they, they'd like to see. Um, you know, in terms of player development tools and that gives us the opportunity to go back and brainstorm and it's really, it's just an exciting thing um, to be working with the USTA. Um, and from a college standpoint, the 12 uh, college courts there mm-hmm. have the court Pro system, so any visiting school can try out the technology, see what it does, um, and hopefully they'll have a great experience and want to get it at their own schools.
0: Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And um, as I've reported, the NCAA championships are going to be in Lake Nona twice over the next five years. Um, I suspect they're going to be there a lot more often after that. Much to my chagrin, nothing against USTA. I just love having it here in Athens. And to me, there's nothing like the atmosphere here. But
1: Yeah. Yeah, though no, the atmosphere here is amazing but um hopefully they could pack in a lot of people over there too.
0: Yeah. I will mm, <laughs> reserve comment. <laughs> um, we'll wait and see what happens. So what else do you want us to know about PlaySight and, and what you're doing there? And you know, for let's let's kind of talk about for kids that are coming out of college now and maybe looking for their first job is playside hiring you know what are y'all looking for and as you grow
1: yeah we're definitely expanding um looking for for people that that have a passion for sports um that are kind of go-getters i guess because um, there's a lot of a lot of freedom in the job to kind of go and and uh be you know come up with your own strategy and go after it and but it's a really exciting place to work um Feel lucky to be at Playside as a company. You've got a lot of talented engineers and developers behind the scenes. I guess that's that's what I would really want people to know is that we have a, a team of people. It's an, actually based in Israel in Tel Aviv, um, and these guys work tirelessly uh, and to develop new new features. Um, and they're really sharp guys. Uh, and and gals, um, and uh, it's just really fun to work with them and and see where the product is, has gone and where it's going. The product roadmap is is uh, long, but it's uh, it got a lot of a lot of features coming, um, not just for tennis but other sports as well. And we're excited. for example, in basketball, um, we've developed what's called a smart tracker. So it actually tr- a camera tracks, the movement of, of the game as if someone's manning a camera and moving the camera up and down the court. And that can solve uh, a big problem for a lot of uh, colleges. Right now they hire someone or they have a, a volunteer go and video the practices and the games um, just with a handheld camera and going up and down uh, the court. And so we developed that. And so things like that, it's, it's it's really exciting to be a part of.
0: That's really cool. So if people want to find you, how do they find you? How do they find PlaySite?
1: Yeah, so PlaySite.com, www.PlaySite.com. They should definitely download the PlaySite app, which uh, another thing I'd want people to know, you can use the PlaySite app whether or not you have a smart court. So download the app. You can take video manually. that You can then annotate the video, create clips with it, post it to social media, share it with your coach uh, or player uh, or players. Um and so definitely check out the PlaySite app. And uh, But on www.playsite.com, you'll find our, our information, descriptions of the products we have. Um, our email is you know, info at com, sales at com, You can reach us there. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's how you can find us.
0: And the app is available through your website in the App Store? Yeah, the
1: App Store. Um, you download it for free okay. and use the features for free. It's all free. Um, and you can also tune in to live stream for free. So some of the schools, some of the clubs that we work with, um, they decide to host live streaming on our website. And then uh, anyone can tune in to the streaming. Through the app. And enjoy it through the app or through the website. Okay. Yep.
0: Very cool. Well, Josh, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. I've learned a lot and um, I love the product. And as a parent of a player and where I can't always be there, I love being able to you know pull it up on my phone or pull it up on my laptop and watch the matches and and so for the parents out there i hope you guys will start asking that question maybe your players want to start asking that question during the recruiting process you know does this school have play site um what do you think josh
1: yeah definitely yeah you can be anywhere in the country and watch the watch the match um you know you don't have to fly across the country anymore or across the world for, for the foreign right. players.
0: Well, do you think, I mean, this may be a big recruiting tool for schools moving forward too, right?
1: Absolutely. If you're trying to get a, a guy who's in, in Germany or, or England or, you know, Australia, and they're thinking about coming to your school or one with uh, without play site, hopefully they'll choose yours. Just their parents will be able to watch all the matches, their friends back at home. I think it's a great, uh, great recruiting tool.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, Josh, again, thank you so much and have fun the rest of the week at the championships. And uh, dare I say, go dogs! right now. (laughs) I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but hey, it's the home team. So there you
1: go. Thanks a lot for having me.
0: Don't miss a thing on Parenting Aces. Be sure to sign up for our free e-newsletter so you're among the first to know when a new article is posted. Simply go to ParentingAces.com and enter your email address, then click subscribe in the subscribe for updates box on the left side of the page. I'm Lisa Stone, and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast. For tennis parents, by a tennis parent. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to us and write a review on iTunes. For more information on navigating the junior and college tennis journey, visit us online at ParentingAces.com. As always, a huge thank you to our sponsor, TennisBalls.com.